a lot of women are fearful of making money for many, many reasons. A lot of girls have grown up with, with thinking that they have to give the money away. They're not entitled to the money. It's not their money. Some of them give it to the parents. Some of them give it to the partners. A lot of women feel that if they make more than a certain amount of money, it's going to affect their lives. They're going to have a burnout. It's going to interfere with the family. People are going to judge them. Mm. Some of them earn a lot of money, and what they do is they give the money away so that they don't have any judgment on themselves. And this is actually quite it is quite crazy. Hello, everyone. Are you on your way to shift empty success into fulfillment? Welcome to Uplift My Life Today, the podcast. You are now in a safe place where we converse, explore, reflect, connect, and deep dive into our inner world together. Fulfillment always starts from within. Every conversation and discussion here is a journey, one that you will likely to continue even after the episode completes. My name is Astuti Marto Sudirjo. I am your host. And thank you for choosing to uplift your life today. everyone. Thank you for joining us today. If this is the first time you are here, welcome. I'm Astuti Marto Sudirjo. I am a life coach and a subconscious mind reprogrammer whose role is catalyzing the transformation process of successful go-getters clients that I have to become more fulfilled, which means while they continue to do great things for the world and for their lives, they also feel a sense of contentment, happiness, healthy, energized, and peaceful. Unfortunately, success and fulfillment do not automatically come together. When it doesn't, many things happen or can happen. Divorce, illness, and burnout is just to name a few. So my intention in hosting uncomfortable yet insightful conversations in this podcast channel is to help us unpack all this so we can make small yet consistent steps to experience success and fulfillment. Today's topic may sound counterintuitive to some of you, and it is about fear for success and how it impacts your relationship with money. Many of us can relate easier to the fear of failure because it is more obvious. But if you know me well, you would know that I'd love digging deep into the subconscious mind to uncover 
deep-rooted limiting beliefs that block people from living with ease. My experience working with myself and with many of successful clients have shown this hidden fear, which is the fear of success. And it was truly quite a revelation to uncover this. I had it, and it is one of the most fundamental fears that drove me to burn out over time. It is so ironic because burnout happens when we overcommit and overextend ourselves. Yet, we are doing this for something that we fear. So, here's the question for you. Are you scared of success? Join Ilana Yankovic and me right now in this conversation. Ilana is a Zurich-based certified mindset money coach and an NLP practitioner helping women in business to unblock their limiting beliefs so they can either be successful entrepreneurs or executives in their organizations. Not only Ilana has successfully shifted her limiting money mindset, she also worked with hundreds and hundreds of women from around the world to do the same. Thank you, Ilana, for being here. Asatiti, thank you for having me. I'm very excited about this, to be here and I'm very excited about this topic. It's, a, it's an amazing topic and one that I, as I said earlier, is counterintuitive. I think a lot of us do not even realize we have a f- fear of success. So the, I, I would like to, to gain your exposure to this topic, uh, Ilana. Have you come across a lot of your clients to have this unconscious fear of success? It's a really interesting question. And I think a lot of women have this. A lot of women are fearful of making money for many, many reasons. A lot of girls have grown up with with thinking that they have to give the money away. They're not entitled to the money. It's not their money. Some of them give it to the parents. Some of them give it to the partners. A lot of women feel that if they make more than a certain amount of money, it's going to affect their lives. They're going to have a burnout. It's going to interfere with the family. People are going to judge them. Mm. Some of them earn a lot of money, and what they do is they give the money away so that they don't have any judgment on themselves. And this is actually quite it is quite crazy. Yeah, it's quite crazy thinking about it, right? Like I, I can I can tell you this about about myself also because I was I wasn't expecting to find fear of success. And of course, the beginning of this journey of figuring this out was when I had the burnout. Why am I working so hard? Why am I overextending myself? Why was I overextending myself for so long for so many other people? And I realized, Ilana, one of the reasons why there was a fear of success, even though consciously, of course, this is what I want to be a successful woman, uh, was guilt. Yes, was guilt. I feel guilty a lot. I was feeling guilty a lot. And the guilt of having money, the guilt of having an independent life, the guilt of being in Switzerland while my while my parents were in Indonesia. There was so many guilt. And of course, I think that we kind of like choosing something mediocre sometimes unconsciously when we feel a lot of guilt as we became more successful. 
why do you think this is so much more touching? It, it touches more women than men. Do, do first of all, do men impacted by this also, or what do you think about this? And why women is more prone to this? I think men do have this experience as well, and it comes a lot of the time culturally that mm. they've got to give the money away to their wives. They earn their salary, they hold check, and at the end of the month, they give it all. End of the week, depends when they get paid, they give it over to their wife. Wife's in charge of the money, and this is how it's always been. And you will often find that that is how their parents were. So he's just copying and doing like his parents did or her parents. Mm-hmm. So men also have it. And I'll talk later just bringing this into couples and how Mm. couples struggle with this because sometimes the woman is the executive. Sometimes the woman is making more money than the the man. But the guilt, what you were mentioning, the guilt about women or people earning a lot of money more than their parents, their parents being in the survival way of providing for the family, having just enough money, and you living abundantly. Mm-hmm. The guilt feelings that that happens is, I think, happens to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. However, what you need to do is to look at many factors. First of all, to realize that we're not our parents. We're not our parents. We don't have to be guilty for not being them. They went through very different things to what we're going through. I know my parents suffered. My mom was a widow in her 40s. Very, very different life to what I what I have. Therefore, the abundance that we experience is something that we attract towards us, but doing a job well done. Money is the reward for the job well done. Mm-hmm. A lot of women that earn money don't can't speak to their parents about it. And I understand because they the parents have been through difficult times and the parents will tell you how I sacrificed so much for you and your sister and I did all these different things. The idea is if if it's very difficult for your parents because it's your parents that are older, often they're not going to change. It doesn't mean that you have to have that same mentality as them. If your parents are open to speaking and you can speak to them and you can say, look, I'm I'm earning all this money, this abundance, you know, and, and explain it to them and they can see it. But if you have a fear that they're going to be jealous of you or they're going to be thinking, why is it so easy for them? Also explain to them that it's from a gratitude point of view, they helped you reach this point. They sent you to school. They sent you to university. And maybe they, they never went to school themselves. You're now able to make this money. You're working well and you have this money. Give them the gratitude. Tell them, I'm here because of you. Let them be part of it. If you feel, and it all depends on the circumstances in the family, if you feel that it's going to bring up a lot of things for them, you don't have to speak to them. It's not about it. It's not that you're lying. You're just not rubbing it in their faces Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's very hard for the parents to accept this. a lot of cultures including mine and possibly yours from South Africa uh, we are raised with a subliminal messaging that uh, as we become productive ages 
we are not only responsible to take care of our own family, so which is our children, our partners or uh, spouses. Ourselves. Ourselves. Well, okay. Selves is the other thing. <laughs> Thank you for, it's, it's, it's not even mentioned immediately. Um, but also our elderly parents. So I have a number of clients who are still single, uh, but they live as if they have family because they take a large sum of their earnings to to support their parents who funnily enough not not necessarily not able to uh, earn themselves but because there's this programming that is instilled so at the very very early on as we grew up because this is the role of a child they did it and they eventually they were resenting the situation because why am I not having a bigger savings when I could, when I didn't have really direct responsibilities uh, that is supposed to be mine. So do you, do you see that also within your client uh, group and how is the best way to tackle this deep, deep programming? It's actually really interesting because I grew up with this in my own family. I grew up with this in my family life where my mom told me the day I got married, the day I started earning money, I've made so many sacrifices for you. It's now your time to look after me. I'm not going to be working. I'm not going to be cooking. I'm not going to be doing all these things that I was doing. She literally told me, it's your job now to do it for me. I found this very, very hard because I was starting out trying to get on my feet, trying to establish myself. And I found it very, very hard to deal with. It's dysfunctional. And we call it dysfunctional family loyalties, where you do it because of the guilt. You do it because they make you feel bad. There's narcissistic behavior behind it where, yes, as you were mentioning, she was capable of earning money herself. But it was, I don't need to do this. My children, that's why I had children. It happens in a lot of cultures. It doesn't matter where you come from there's a lot of cultures where the parents feel I've made so many sacrifices for you Hmm. when nowadays the 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 thinking is more um or if you've been through coaching or a spiritual journey my kids I want them to be blessed that I want them to be looking after me and it's so interesting because as I was saying I grew up with this dysfunctional family loyalty and a couple of years ago my son said to me, so he'd obviously seen it. He'd obviously seen me supporting my my mom. He obviously saw me paying for the different things and us going without stuff because granny needed to be helped and supported. He one day said to me, mom, one day when, when you're old, you can come and live with me. And I turned around and I said to him, why would I want to live with you? And he said, because I'm going to have to look after you financially. Mm. And I said, no, my my sweetie, that is one thing, that I have stopped that pattern. I've stopped that history. Mm -hmm. I've rewritten the history, the story. Mm -hmm. You're not going to look after me. I'm looking after myself. I'm earning my own money to look after myself. Mm -hmm. I think for him what I literally saw was this relief that he realized I don't actually have the the responsibility of looking after my parents. I'm, I personally, I did not realize it, how angry I was with my mom 
mm-hmm. that I had to look after her. All the debt, always left her bills in a mess. She would literally spend money on credit and then come to me for help and mm-hmm. I would have to bail her out. Financially, that is putting you under, it put me and if parents are doing this to their children, it's really kind of tying their legs, I think, with with string, the two legs with string and trying to get them to walk. It's difficult because life is expensive enough. There's things that cost money. You have your own children. You want to send them to schools or do things, and yet you've got to look after the generation from before. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying to toss them out, but I'm saying if they are able to work, it's a mentality that you need to have this conversation with them. I was too afraid to say to my mom, look, why are you actually not working? You're still young enough to work. You're still young enough to bring in money. Why do I have to do it? Because this, as you say, was programming. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is also unconsciously this guilt also make people get scared of success because when you become more successful, there are more people coming to you for more things. Yes. And, And it's harder for you to say no when you have it. So therefore, I shouldn't have it. I shouldn't have too much. For me, it was it's a huge revelation. And I'm thinking, what other money beliefs connected to this, Ilana? I cannot have too much money. This is one belief, right? Or, because otherwise the guilt say, is bigger. Or I said, Gigi, how about just saying no? Mm. No. You know, I get this quite often. You live in Switzerland, therefore you're able to help me. And they come, I have a niece and, you know, wants a brand new cell phone. I said, yeah, I'll help you with a cell phone, but I'm not buying you the latest model. Sometimes we just have to learn to say no and take care of ourselves. You mentioned earlier about burnout. Mm -hmm. To be able to stand up and say, this is my money. I earn this money. These are my needs. I need to take care of my needs first. Mm -hmm. But when we've been so conditioned that we have to look after everybody else, There is that fear of success because we know we've got to give it away. Money is the most common currency of success these days. I I, I make a distinction between success and fulfillment. Ideally, in the ideal world, success should be including fulfillment, but this isn't the case today. How does this fear of success translate into your client's mindset about money? What kind of beliefs usually these uh, people have? What kind of behaviors that they have? And what kind of emotions that come with this? When when this happens, they've literally got a glass ceiling above their head. I can't earn more than a certain amount because of the reasons we just said I've got to give it away. Mm-hmm. I can't earn more than my parents because it's going to be showing them up. I can't earn more than my husband, even though my business could make more money, etc. They limit themselves. These limiting beliefs are all money blocks. Mm-hmm. Believe in the things that the parents have told them, all these money myths. Money's, mm-hmm. money's evil. Rich people are bad people. All these different money blocks that we take on as our own, but they're mm-hmm. not ours. And mm-hmm. it brings up all sorts of emotions. It brings up a lot of a lot of guilt, a lot of feeling of inadequacy where money should be able to 
you should be able to make money freely without feeling guilty about it. There shouldn't be guilt attached to money. Mm-hmm. You sow what you want to reap. You know, we, we hear about karma and, you know, all these different things, blessing people. Money can create opportunities for a lot of people. It can bless people, but it's got to start off with you. You've got to be full. In other words, all your needs have got to be met. And when you are afraid of this, you're limiting yourself. You're blocking the money from coming to you. Because mm-hmm. money's an energy. Money flows where it's welcome. You mentioned spouse relationship. I also have a number of clients who, when I ask them, what is the worst thing that can happen to you when you are very successful and really, really bringing your business the, to the upper limit of the potential? And a number of them says, divorce, neglect of my husband, or something about the relationship. This, per usual, fear is never sensible. But this is, this is for me, is very profound. Because, yes, we have the thing with our parents, but sometimes we also have the things with our, our partner or our spouse. So, Shiti, I agree with you. You mentioned fear isn't reasonable. Fear is, as I've said before, it's false evidence appearing real. If you are in a healthy relationship with a partner, you should be able to talk freely, freely about money, freely about how much you're earning. I always say keep the communication open with money. Talk to your partner. Have a plan. Budget together. Get involved together the same way you would get involved in what we're having for dinner tonight or where we're going on holiday. Have this conversation. Keep the conversation, keep the communication open when it comes to your partner, when it comes to money. It's also about balance. Mm. So I think some ladies are afraid of making more money than their partners because they're afraid that they won't have time for their partner mm-hmm. or they won't have time for the children. If I'm going to be very successful, I won't have time to give my partner and he then there's going to lead to a divorce. It's about prioritizing. It's about having balance. It's about not being afraid because a lot of these fears are things that you're imagining. Your thoughts are creating this fear. Talk about it. Yeah. I talk openly to my husband about money. And uh, in actual fact, there's been loads and loads of years, even in South Africa with my own business, where he was doing the IT, the the, the work behind the scenes, the back office work. And I was the one that was dealing with the clients and bringing in the money. I earned much, much more than him. And we didn't see it like, like my money, your money. It was, this is the money that I'm bringing into the business. This is what we budget for rent, for food, for holidays, for savings, et cetera, et cetera. It's really something that couples need to talk about. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are women that are executives that are earning more money than my husband. Then, mm-hmm. then, then, then their husbands, should I say. There's some months my husband's on a fixed salary. There's some months that I earn more money than him, and we've spoken about it. I also realized another thing, not even talking about husbands, even going further into clients. I've got clients who tell me they don't want to earn more money than what they're earning because they don't want their clients to know. No. That they're earning some how well their business is doing. That's interesting. They don't want to be judged 
So-and-so is earning so much money. My God, her business is growing and she's earning so much money. They're friends. Yes. So they keep it small. They limit themselves. They say, I'm only going to earn 2,000 or 3,000 or 5,000. I can't earn 15 or 12 or 20, whatever, because I don't want to be, I don't want them to think, oh my gosh, she's just, all she does is make money. She's a money machine. See, fear of success could lead to isolation, breakup, divorce. But the thing is, this is super interesting for me to hear because if you keep the fear of success, you will end up with burnout, with divorce. So whichever you go, you'll end up in a situation where you're on the loose out, isn't it? And I also I also find this to be very interesting because generally go-getters are very focused in, in going for what they want. But what I also see a lot happens, particularly with um, female go-getters, the way they define success professionally is not in conjunction with their personal success. So they say, I want to be able to be a very successful business owner. But for some reason, they see this separate to the success if as a mother and as a wife. So they just have a very compartmented view of what success and that stress them out. When you actually need a holistic view of success, including in it professional success. I, I've seen this a lot when I was in corporate. I think people get stressed out when they come back from maternity leave because all of a sudden they have an additional person at home, but they still keep the goal that they had before the child was born and they get stressed out because they couldn't fulfill or get this same exact goals. When in my mind, the goals should not be all the same because the parameter of life have changed. I think that I've asked, I asked somebody the other growing, why are you afraid of making more money? And she said, because I think my kids are going to have less of me. And one of the solutions I had for her was the days that is your day where your child goes to the daycare, whatever, and that's your days of working. Make sure you work on those days. Mm-hmm. The days that you take your child and you go and do swimming lessons with them or whatever, leave your phone at home or put your phone in your car. In other words, be present with your child. Be present with your husband, whoever it is. Because what people try and do, what a lot of women are trying to do, is they're trying to, they're trying to do everything and then there's no balance. Right. It's got to be about balance and what's comfortable for you. If you've only got three days to work or two days to work because you've had a baby and this is when you're going back to work, do the best that you can in that time. When you're with your child, be the best mom that you can be. Be the best partner that you can be when you've got that time. You know, Asajita, we mentioned something about go-getters earlier, and it's very, very interesting because I've even had it. I've had it even with friends, with clients, where there's often a sense of jealousy. I pick it up and I think, where does that come from? where they may be not working as hard in their business or they're distracted with other things. And often when they don't look inwards, they're looking out and they're looking and and judging other people. They will say things to me like, is there any person in Zurich that you haven't coached? Because they bump into someone and somebody says to me, and I'm working with Alana, the money coach. And I've had people saying to me, you've seen to, why does that matter? Mm -hmm. what does that bring up for you? 
Mm-hmm. What emotions? People need to look more inwardly at their attitude and how they feel about their money situation, not judge somebody else about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of that that happens. It's a lot mm-hmm. of that that happens. I mean, it was quite interesting this morning on, on our call, we were talking, it's Women's Day in South Africa. And we were just talking about Women's Day and how women need to actually support each other more than what we're doing. It's very much for, you know, this one standing on that one to get to the next level. The go-getters, they don't care who they stand on to get there. You know, not physically stand, but putting somebody else down. Just because someone's earning well or somebody's doing well, there doesn't need to get come up feelings of jealousy or any other emotions, but look what this person's doing while they're doing a good job and tell them. So I think with the go-getters as well, there's a feeling of, and, and I'll probably bring it down to this, of them not being good enough or feeling that there's not enough. Mm-hmm. There's not enough to go around. She's got a new client. Maybe there's one less client for me. Yeah. I'm not enough. This is, I believe the source of a lot, if not all, of behaviors, long-term destructive or short-term destructive behaviors. The fear of success and the fear of failure. This is also, I think, rooted in I'm not enough as I am. That's it. That's it. I mean, there's so much information out there um, about just how we don't feel enough, that there's not enough shortages, shortages, there's shortages. You know, in actual fact, there's so much abundance. It's where you focus your attention on. Mm -hmm. The success comes and be proud of it. Be proud of how you've grown spiritually. You're happy to say I've grown spiritually this last year and be proud of it. I've gained physically. I've lost some weight. I'm looking good. I'm feeling better. Be proud of those things. But financially, you don't say, I'm really, really happy I've had a 70% growth in my business. That's right. That's right. Something about money, we just don't speak about it. Celebrate it. Mm. Celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is to surround yourself with people that can be happy for you, that can support you. Mm-hmm. If somebody's not doing well because maybe they're too hard on themselves or their business isn't going well or they're not really working hard in their business, I wouldn't, they would not be the people that you would speak to and say, my business is going well. Associate and find people, like-minded people, to share and enjoy your successes with you because you will enjoy theirs. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's critical to surround yourself with the right type of people. One thing that I also realized, Ilana, is the fear of success because of the guilt that was the main emotions because of the success. In my experience, for me, and a number, if not a lot of my clients, is also coming from an unconscious loyalty to our ancestors. So in my case, I come from a culture in Indonesia where the female or the women are very resourceful, very hardworking, very good business people. But on the social standing, 
at the face of the family is the man. Historically, when we interacted with the outside world, as a female, you are expected not to say too much. You're expected to be there, but not to say too much. And I have in my family a number of grandmothers, great-grandmothers, great-great-great-grandmothers who are very, very successful business-wise. But because of their circumstance and their culture at the time when they were there, they were they were alive, they never get this opportunity to experience a sense of fulfillment from the perspective, I am recognized for what I deliver for my family. We all do it behind closed doors. I, I, I found there was this guilt of being successful until I released this guilt and uh, feeling like I'm being disloyal to my female ancestors. I had the guilt of charging fairly. So I charged less because I just felt like I shouldn't charge what I'm supposed to be charging. I had that for a long, long time. This is quite subtle, but real. Samata, I call her the mother of all archetypes. Right. She comes from the female side. Okay. And she's a people pleaser. She's got no boundaries. She doesn't know how to charge. Mm -hmm. She doesn't understand her self-worth. She's so busy doing for everybody else, but she forgets to take care of herself. Mm -hmm. This happens and interesting how you talk about it with ancestral, you know, and the lady, the woman in your in your line, you get this in virtually every culture I've seen it. That women don't know how to, they don't know their worth. They don't know how great they are. They don't know that they can achieve whatever they want and often more, more than men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because men don't talk about their pain. Men don't often deal with things that they're going through where the women are more open to doing that. Women will talk to their friends, their sisters, family, and say, I'm experiencing this issue, this problem, this thing. When men try and do it by themselves, there's an ego mm -hmm. that they've learned from their dads. Boys, don't cry. Don't be such a crybaby. Men don't talk about feelings and emotions. Women don't realize how valuable they are to society that's it i think this is it this is where the starting point is right we, we give a lot we can do absolutely. a lot yeah absolutely and i think a lot of women do this a lot of women undercharge. i remember when i just started out with my coaching my coach said to me one day we had a call and she said Elana, how are you doing? And I said, I'm like really, really busy. And she said, how many clients are you working with at the moment? And I think there were about nine. And she said, so you must be doing really well. How much money are you making? And I told her, and she said to me, per client. I said, no, for all of them. And she said, what are you doing? Why are you being such a martyr? And I said, but I thought the martyr was something good. You're generous, you're kind, you're helping. She said, or you're helping everybody but yourself, and it starts with you. And it was the biggest wake-up call for me, mm -hmm. and I had to literally go and double my prices. Mm. And even now, people tell me there's coaches in Zurich, in Switzerland, that work twice what you earn. Your prices are too cheap for the value you give. Your prices are too cheap. I'm working on it. It's not something that you can jump from 
a particular a price to all of a sudden just a few thousand extra just because you know that it should be more. You've got to gradually sort of increase it. But a lot of women have this issues. Mm -hmm. I've had to work on it myself that stop being a people pleaser, stop doing for everybody else. Because when I am not earning enough money to take care of my needs, to take care of my savings, et cetera, that's when burnout happens. That's when I can't help my clients anymore. That's when I can't pay for my food to be delivered because I don't have time to go to the shop because by the time I finish work, the shops are closed, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Often women try and do it all. And the fear there is if I earn this amount of money, what, what will people think? Mm -hmm. They think I'm greedy. Having a lot of resources means greedy, which is not true. You just have a lot of resources. You can do more things. But this is this is the mindset, no? 100%. 100%. And it starts with understanding the mindset, understanding where these thoughts come from, understanding how did it get there. And it gets there from children, from our parents telling us certain things by being you know, getting money because you got a good school report, not because your parents wanted to give you money so you could buy something nice. Mm -hmm. This conditional love, this conditional support, the fear of having money, we need to work on it all the time and be more active in this is what I want to achieve. This mm -hmm. is what I, where I want to go. And don't limit yourself. Don't put the glass ceiling over you and say, I can only earn this much money. Because if I earn this more, people are going to think exactly the things we've spoken about. How can one assess themselves? Because as you know, fear of success, this is not so obvious. Fear of failure is really obvious. What can the listener do to assess whether they have this fear or not very easy i always say to everybody when we talk about money what emotions come up for you so if i say to you you can earn thirty thousand a month i'm just giving you any figure do you feel i'm not worthy of that do you feel oh my gosh what would i do with it um you feel guilty that you're earning that and somebody else isn't earning that The money is not just going to arrive in your bank account. You're going to have, have to work for it. The money that comes to you is the reward for the job well done. So if you've done an amazing job, you've put the work in, you've spent time doing whatever the work is that you do and you get paid the salary, be proud of it, celebrate it. Mm -hmm. But just don't smear it in somebody's face if they're not earning that amount of money. But ask what, emotion come, what emotions come up. What emotions come up when you think about earning a good a good salary? A very good salary, let's say. Yes. yes. Choose a number that is a stretch number from where you are and then see two things. What thoughts came up, which is, I don't deserve this. I It's going to make me work too much or it's going to make me... Exactly. It's good. Yeah, all this and what emotions came up came up with, with the idea of having this earnings. So emotions and thoughts. Gonna, is my husband going to be angry with me? Is he going to think that I'm, you know, uh, 
just wasting or just we don't deserve this or we shouldn't have this much money. One of the biggest issues is understanding that there is enough money. There yeah. is enough of everything. The difference between you having it and somebody else having it is mindset. I always say money is printed at the bank. It's uh, at, the res- at the reserve bank. When they need more money, what do they do? They're busy with interest rates and all sorts of things, but they print more money. It's never an issue. You never mm-hmm. go to the bank and they say, sorry, we've run out of money today. You can't actually draw that 50 bucks, that 50 francs from the machine, or you can't draw that. They don't run out of money. There is no shortage of money. When you see that there's a shortage, you stop it from flowing. You stop it from coming to you. Yeah. It's a mindset for sure. I've heard this before. If I gain, somebody else will lose. Yeah. And you're like, you gain? and I don't want that. So that I, let me just stop it. Yeah. But if you gain, there's enough for them as well. Maybe they're not doing the work. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not doing the work. I've got somebody the other day that told me they haven't made any money this month. Um, they haven't had any any inquiries or whatever. Well, you've been on holiday. Have you done any work on the holiday? Have you done any work before the holidays and set up your pipeline? What, what are you doing? Or are you just sitting back and expecting it to come in and then you are jealous of somebody else that has been sitting at their desk and doing the work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, money comes where it's welcome. Money comes when you do the work, you get paid for the job well done. When we do the inner work, dealing with the fear, guilt, shame, dealing with the limiting money mindset, Usually there are some events in the past, either in your life, your parents' life, or your ancestor life that create this fear for success or money, basically. And we call it the trauma information, financial yes. trauma. Yes. Is there another way to deal with this or do we have to go through this trauma to heal it? <laughs> Love that question. There's a storybook that I used to read to my kids when they were little about a bear. Yeah. That says, um, we're going on a walk. We're going on this, we're going on this bear hunt. There's a river. You can't go over it. You have to go through it. You have to swim. There's a forest. The forest is muddy. You can't go over the forest. You have to go through it. And I thought about the other day when I was coaching somebody and I had a bit of a giggle and I was thinking about this, we're going on this bear hunt. And I remember my kids singing these songs, the, the, the song that was in the book when they were about four or five, and thinking, that is life. Mm-hmm. We have to go through those things. We have to work through the inner work. We, ha- we cannot deprive somebody of their low. When somebody comes to you and they want you to hand out money to them. They want you to help them. They never learn the lesson of how to do it themselves. I always say, don't deprive somebody of their low. They need to get to their low so they can work their way up. Mm -hmm. Don't deprive them of that. We have to work through certain things to learn the lesson. Otherwise, we will repeat this lesson for the rest of our lives. Right. 
Right. Because we only know it on the conscious level, but not really changing it on the heart and at the body level. Exactly. Exactly. And this this becomes the this unconscious then or automatic or default until you break it or you change it. It's the, we always go back to the default. Your brain, your subconscious will always go back to what is comfortable, what you know already. The mm-hmm. unknown, we talk about getting out of your comfort zone, is uncomfortable because mm-hmm. we don't know how it's going to be. Right. We don't know that if we walk through that forest with the muddy, the, the muddy bits, you know, is um, my shoe's going to get all dirty? Am I going to? You, you, you don't know what's going to happen. So you want to avoid it. But you have to walk through it. And when you walk through it, you realize, my gosh, it wasn't actually that bad. Exactly. What can be expected as an indication when they had gone through the financial traumas, when they actually reached the end of the forest or the river? What kind of feelings or what kind of behavior? Freedom. Freedom. Think of it when you... Freedom of understanding your past, freedom of understanding your trauma. We've all been through trauma. We all have something that's happened to us, whatever it is, how small, doesn't matter how small, how big. When we've worked through those things, we stop repeating the same habits over and over. And we then discover within ourselves the ability to have success, the ability to create a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I've spoken lots and lots of times about the trauma I went through as a child of having four brothers hand down clothes and never wearing dresses and never not being able to have all the things that most young girls have. By understanding all of that, by underworking through the trauma, by dealing with it, by doing the coaching, mm-hmm. I have a very different reality now. I don't see myself as this poor little girl shame you know you went through this I see myself as now is my opportunity because I'm in control of my thoughts I'm in control of my actions to set the bar as high as I want it Mm -hmm. if it's set low it's because I've set it low and freedom starts in the mind it starts in the mind starts in the mind when you realize that there's no magic formula. I've had so many people that have said to me as well, you just give me some tools quick so I can help. And just, it doesn't, first of all, it doesn't happen overnight. You need to work through it. As I said about the bear, going through the bear hunt, you need to go through those things. You have to work. Sometimes it's painful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's painful to deal with these things when you really hit an emotion and it's deep. You, you feel it. But then you know you're dealing with it. Then you know you're facing it. Mm-hmm. When you avoid it, doesn't mean it goes away. It's still there. Yeah. You're just postponing it. You're just postponing it until you're ready. And it's that's that's my best thing. I always think when I work with these women, they can be in their 20s or their 50s or whatever age, anything in between. They always say, I'm so embarrassed that I haven't figured this out yet. And I said, because now you're ready. You weren't ready 10 years ago, five years ago, five months ago. Otherwise, you would have done it. Yes. Timing doesn't matter. Your timing is different than others. But you get to that point where you fix it and then you're able to have the success. When you realize that I don't tolerate this anymore of being jealous about somebody else, being jealous about someone else, what they're earning, or keeping, hiding my money, or getting rid of my money because I'm going to lose it anyway. Mm -hmm. So I just spend it. I get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Definitely. Let me just spend it in the way that I can rather than give it away, even though the way I spend it may not be the most uplifting way, <laughs> let's say. As you see, that's, that's, I mean, just what you said now just triggered a thought. And I mean, I, I chose for my business when I started my business um, a coin, a gold coin as my logo. Mm-hmm. I remember getting a coin. I don't know who it was from. I must have been about three or four years old. And I, having older brothers, bigger brothers than, than myself, I put this coin in my mouth to hide it from my one brother. And the coin went down my throat. No. And I went completely blue. Oh, God. They turned me upside down. Two brothers, each of them had me by my feet. And then one was hitting me on the back to get the coin out. Because imagine if something happened, my mother probably would have, like, you know, yes. I don't know what she would have done to them. So I remember getting being turned upside down and the, getting a bit sick and the coin came out. The funny thing was, I thought about this much years, years, I hadn't thought about this, this very deep, deep, deep in my subconscious. But I've traced back the reason why I gave away all my money was because I knew it was going to get taken off me anyway. Mm-hmm. What happened to the coin afterwards? They probably washed it and spent it, went to the shop and bought bubble gums or cool drink or whatever. They, 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 you know, they were allowed to walk, take a walk to the shop. That happened to me at three. That was literally my life growing up. I made money and I gave it away to my mother, to friends, to people in my family, because I knew subconsciously I'd never dealt with it, Mm. that that money I was going to lose anyway. So let me just give it away before it gets taken away. Right. It feels a little bit better not being having it taken away. Yeah. But it's still not good. On overall skin, yes. That's good. And years later, when I was doing the coaching, I remembered the scene. I had buried it in my subconscious. I remembered the scene of hanging upside down by my feet. Can you imagine the age of three or four and, you know, bringing up this coin? Because um, I remember distinctively putting it in my mouth thinking, they're not going to find it. They're not going to find it. Mm-hmm. Powerful. It's powerful realization. And that is the fear of having money that can stay with you your whole life. Mm-hmm. Fear of success. I hope this conversation triggers some <laughs> question marks, some you know, heartbeat in, in our listeners because it's so not obvious, this fear of success. Everybody can relate to fear of failure. But actually, fear of success has a lot as well, has a lot of impact. And the behaviors at the end is the same as fear of failure. Procrastinating, for example. Exactly. I need to procrastinate. When I dig deep, it's like, so that I'm not so successful. Because then when, if I'm successful, people will know my family is dysfunctional. This is one of my clients' reasoning. And she was so shocked when she said that. I never connect the dots, but this is true because at the end of the day, you are loyal, very loyal to your family. It's just how you are wired. We all wired this way, even though it's a bit dysfunctional loyalty, as you said, but it's so profound and so deep. And so I hope a lot of people get tingly (laughs) listening to this conversation and really doing what you suggested them to do, which is to 
get a number that is triggering you or potentially can trigger you and then see what comes up in terms of thoughts, beliefs, and emotions. Because if you have negative stuff, then you have fear of success. Mm, definitely. So Jessie, what I would recommend as well is they go and take my quiz on my website and see what's who's driving this behavior, where the fear is, where the opportunities are that you're missing. It's all it will all come up in the quiz by the the characteristics and traits mm-hmm. that are driving your behavior because we first think the thought, the thought then becomes the action, mm-hmm. becomes the belief, becomes the emotions. And when you want to fix it when you want to change it there is ways of changing it mindfulmoneycoaching.online that's where you they can do the the quiz yeah do you have any recommendation ilana any other resources for people to to get a handle on for example books or podcasts or well podcast this one among others i was going to say they're already <laughs> on it <laughs> exactly i suggest you i would say there's so many books out there you cannot and there's podcasts and listening, creates the awareness. It's not going to solve your problem. You need to do the work. Yes. Figure out where you are now and where you want to go. Imagine that there's no limits. There's no parents holding you back. What is it that you want to achieve? And often we need to just get the support from someone. If there's healing or trauma that needs to be dealt with, you the person that helps them with that. If it's money trauma, I will help them with that. Very happily to do to do that where they realize they're not on their own. You're not going alone into the woods no. or the river, basically. No. And all of these things people are dealing with nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, I read something the other day that said therapy is not about going shopping. Retail therapy is not the answer. If you need therapy, if you need any help, ask for help. Yeah. After you finish shopping, you're going to come home, you're going to pack your bags. You're still going to have these issues of fear of success, the fear of fixing your mindset around money. Yeah. That's all that is, is procrastination. There's so many books, but literally, I mean, I've had so many people that have said to me, I've read the books, I've done this, I've done this, but it hasn't changed my money mindset. It doesn't just change. If it did, there wouldn't be money therapists, money coaches. Mm -hmm. I think awareness is a portion of this, but not enough to change the behaviors. And I, I would say even if you want to really break patterns, any patterns, uh, money or any other ways, relationship, money, anything, you need to attend it both from the conscious and subconscious levels yes. parallel. Yes. yes. Parallel. Without that, then you just have a portion of the shift and you still have to manage a lot. If you apply it from the conscious level, you know, but your body doesn't do it, doesn't take it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like trying to fix many problems with financial tools. It doesn't work. Right. Taking out more pension or more insurances or more. You need to fix the behavior. You need to fix the mindset. And heal the wounds connected to money. (laughs) Heal the wounds. And as you said earlier, you will connect the dots. You will connect everything when you start working on it. Because money affects and touches every single area of your life. It touches your relationships. It touches 
the way you see yourself. It touches the way you appear, the way you dress, the car you drive, the house you live in, Mm -hmm. your children's education, your future. Mm -hmm. Money touches every single area of your life. And you can block it or you can open up the flow for it to flow into your life. Mm -hmm. There's no harm, as I said before, there's no shortage. But you having money is not stopping somebody else from having money. There's plenty to go around. It's like oxygen. Mm -hmm. See it as oxygen. If you take a breath in and stand on your balcony and take a breath of fresh air in, it doesn't mean that somebody else is going to die now because there isn't air. There's plenty. Exactly. So, Ilana, thank you for... For, for having this conversation. Pleasure. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm sure it will touch the minds and the hearts of many. So I just would like to encourage the listeners to check out your website. And this is at www.mindfulmoneycoaching.online. They can find the money quiz. They can see different programs that online program that Ilana has. One of them is I Am Enough. And also, if they want to work privately with you, going through the forest, crossing the river, because there's no way around it. I completely agree. I am. I was there. I'm still doing it. And there's no way not going through the river nor the forest. So I would suggest everybody to check it out. And if you're ready to face and heal the wounds that creates and contributes to your fear of success, then you can reach out to me through www.upliftmylife.today. Work it out from both conscious and subconscious mind. Lilana, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your wisdoms. And uh, in the meantime, I would like to wish our listeners to enjoy the reflection, to share this episode to as many people as possible because so many people have these issues the more we are healthier emotionally physically and spiritually together the better everybody's life become and from zurich ilana and i are sending you all our loves and we hope to see you in the next episode bye bye